0: What we're talking about this morning is being distracted. Um, our attention spans aren't what they used to be. Did you know that? As the human race, our, our attention spans aren't what they used to be. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I'd, watch, I'd watch cartoons, and I remember hearing people say, maybe your mom said it to you, or someone, a teacher, somebody says, You know, you watch all that, and it's just going to rot your brain. It's just going to warp your brain, and, and, and just, you know, it's going to kill your attention span, all this stuff. You ever, anybody ever heard that kind of stuff? We, we, we said that kind of thing. And maybe it's true. Maybe I'm a product of that. Uh, of that um, but, you know, today it's even worse. We're, I'm talking about cartoons that were 30 minutes long or, or sitcoms or whatever. We don't watch those things anymore. And if we do, we record them and we fast forward through the commercials because we don't have time for the, dist- the commercials. We've got to get on. We've got other stuff to do. And what's really big now is, is YouTube videos. I mean, everybody watches, passes, you know, you email them to each other, and you look at them. You know, I can watch them sitting in my living room on my TV now, watch YouTube videos. And you know how long the average YouTube video is? A Canadian study group did a, a study over the the top YouTube videos, the ones actual people watch, the ones we actually pay attention to, and they 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 discovered over a couple of months that the average length of a YouTube video is about four minutes long. About four minutes. That's what's that doing to our attention span? What's that? That's the kind of thing that we pay attention to. We can only stay focused for about four minutes. That's that's doing something to us. In two, the year two thousand, there was a study done that said that showed that that humans we have a, about a about a twelve second attention span. That after twelve seconds, it, whatever we're doing, we have to be. Uh, re energized We have to be kind of, you know, kind of shocked to be brought to stay in whatever's happening, which means that most of you are not paying attention to what I'm saying right now. <laughs> but here's the thing, is that, that study was done before this guy was invented, okay? Before we had these in our pockets. Now, we had cell phones back in the year 2000 that they really, all they did was, you know, you could call and order a pizza, you call and tell your, uh, tell your mom you're going to be home late. You remember calling and finding out when the movies, what movie was playing? Who remembers that? Calling and, and pushing and, you know, trying to... That, that's all you could do with the, with the phone back then. But now, I mean, we can do a whole lot more than that. We can do so much more. And they actually did a study uh, about two years ago to, to see what the attention span was. Now, you know what it's down to? We got it down to eight. Eight seconds It's what our current attention span is as a human race, okay? The goldfish. Goldfish attention span is, guess what? nine seconds okay so if you don't feel like you've accomplished anything today pat yourself on the back you've beat the goldfish you got a shorter attention span than a goldfish that's that's what we've done and there's this guy his name is uh i found this joe kraus and he said he's a tech kind of guru kind of guy and he said this he said we are creating and encouraging a culture of distraction where we are increasingly disconnected from the people and events around us and increasingly unable to engage in long-form thinking. People now feel anxious when their brains are unstimulated. We inhibit real human connection when we prioritize our phones over the people right in front of us. And not just phones, anything that can distract us, but we are creating that culture where we've got to have, we've got to, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next? We're in a hurry, we're in a hurry, we're busy, we've got things to do. And what that tells me is we've got, we've got everything, everything we could ever want right at, the, right at our fingertips. We've got it all right here at our fingertips. But instead of, of it, us benefiting from it, it's holding us back. It's distracting us from what we need to be doing. Technology is supposed to be making us better, right? It's supposed to be helping us. It's supposed to be, be making, making things easier, saving us time, but in the long run, is it hurting us worse? And here's the thing is, is it's not just technology. We, we can get distracted by just about anything, right? We can make a distraction out of just about anything. Uh, And it's not anything new. Distractions have been around for a very, very long time. uh, Go all the way back, all the way back to the beginning. if you go in the Bible and you look at the very, very first story, basically the first three chapters of the Bible, you see in Genesis, you see see a pretty strange story. And I want to go there and look, God creates the earth. And he, he takes, uh, takes man and woman, takes Adam and Eve, and he puts them in this garden. And here's what he does. He gives them these things. He gives them a good home, okay? He says, he creates the earth. And he says, you know, he you know, creates the earth, says it's good. And he, he gives them uh, uh, some, gives them a garden to live in. All, the thing, all they need is there. He says, you know, you've got all these trees, all, all this fruit you can eat and take anything you need, okay? There's one tree. Stay away from that one tree. But everything else, you've got, you got everything you'll possibly need to survive. okay? And then, then you, they, he gave them purpose. He told them that to, to take dominion over the earth and to, to take care of it and to, to take control of it. So he gave them a purpose in, in the world. And then he, gave, he also gave them life. He breathed life into them and he gave them finally each other. He gave them each other. He said that you know it wasn't good for Adam to be alone and he, and he, he, he made Eve and gave them each other so they could support each other and love each other and help each other. And with all this, with all these great things being, they're, they're set right. They're set. They've got everything, and instead of of allowing to to use these things to make the world a better place, what happens is they they get distracted. Okay, they get distracted by a talking snake. Okay, I've been distracted by much less in my life, but but they got to talk to, by, distracted by a talking snake and uh, the voice of evil, the the voice the voice of distraction. And, uh, and caused them to break the one rule they had, eat from the one tree, and mess all this up. And we want to, you know, get mad at them, and even say, why don't you mess it up for the rest of us? You know, why don't you, what you do? But here's the thing is, we do the same thing all the time. Because you know what? God has given us this and more. He's given us this and more. Let me show you. He's, he's given us and he's promised us an eternal home with him in heaven. He's, he's promised us to give us everything we could need, if, according to his riches. and He promises he gives us a purpose. He gives us something to live for. And if you don't, you don't know what that is, we're going to talk about purpose in just a little while. Um, and he gives us not just life, but he gives us eternal life. And he gives us each other to love each other, to support each other, to pray for one another. And I mean, with this, with this, with, with God on our side and with all these things, with, with the hope and the peace and the joy that he brings, we should be able to change the world. We should be able to really rock this place but there's a problem. We get distracted. We've got, we've got, we've got stuff to do, right? We've, we let, just like Adam, we let the little things, you know, just the little bitty things distract us. We let the momentary hunger, the momentary need distract us and, and feel like, feel like whatever we're doing right now, and we take our eyes off the future. You know, the decision that was made that day in the garden, that, that decision didn't just affect them. It affected generations after. It affected the entire future. And that's what happens is our distractions, they keep us distracted. And it doesn't just wreck us. It wrecks everything out. It, 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 it ripples through the future. Do you understand that? that it changes, changes things for not just us, but our, our children and the generations after us. It, it, it changes things if we don't, we don't stay focused and we let the little things, the little bitty things, distract us from the thing that God has for us. But here's the thing, is, is we all, we know what we're supposed to do. You know, we we know. I mean, if we were all honest today, we know the things that we need to change. You know, you're not stupid. I, I don't think you're stupid. I'm a little stupid. But... But you're not we're not stupid. We know what we need to change. If we're really honest, if we really think about it. We know the things that we need to work on. We know the things that we need to let go of. We know the things that are holding us back. We know the the changes we need to make in our life in order to to really follow God. But the problem is is we'll handle it, but we're gonna get around to it. You know, we got things we gotta do. We're gonna get around to it when we get around to it. We got the game to get to, we've got We've got uh, that the shows on tonight, the, the season finale is coming up and, and we've, we've got that thing that we promised someone else we we're, we're going to do later. We've got so much and we're so busy that we can't slow down to just to make the changes that we already know need to be made. And uh, like I said, we, we've proven as a, as a race, as, as, a, as, a, as the human race, we've proven that, that we, can, we can make a distraction out of anything. We, can take, we have distractions that distract us from our distractions. We, ha- we have so many things going on in our lives. And that's kind of the story of the Bible. That's what the story of the Bible is. is, is it's, uh, it's, it's people that are, that are trying to follow God, but they get distracted. And then God has to say, hey, guys, over here. Look over here. I'm God. I'm up here. Something shiny. Come look at me. And then the people kind of, the people, okay, yeah, I'm going to start following follow God, but then get distracted again. And God has to say, hey, hey, guys, guys, remember what we were doing? Remember what was going on? And you know you have it, you have it time and time again. You have it, you see it, you see it when when uh, the people that they're following God, and and then all of a sudden they just they abandon faith and they, they wreck the world so bad that, that God has to to flood the place and start all over and refocus and say let's let's start this over and He starts a, a new a, a new a new thing with Abraham and makes a new covenant with him, not Abraham, Noah, Noah there makes a new covenant with Noah there. And you and, and refocuses, but then just a few generations, it's all back a mess because people are distracted again. And then you have the children of Israel. You have, uh, they're, they're in slavery. They're in slavery and they, they come out, of God frees them from slavery, opens up the Red Sea. They march through the middle and they get to the other side. And 15 minutes later, they're distracted. They're saying, you know, why can't we just go back to Egypt and be slaves? And God says, no, no, no. That's not, what, that's not what your life's supposed to be. You're not supposed to live in slavery. No, no, no. He said, let me show you. Let me show you how to live. And so he gives them ten, the Ten Commandments. He gives them the law. He gives them these things. And, but he, he gives them to, to Moses. And before Moses can even get them out of his hands, the, the people are already distracted again, worshiping, worshiping a false idol. It's just like again and again and again. People just keep getting distracted. And that's what we see. Even the world today, we try to do good things. We try, but we just keep getting distracted. We keep letting the same things distract us. And, and in fact, these people, uh, the people in the Bible, they, they had the law and they had, they had their, their religion, the way they, they worship God, and they allowed that to become a distraction. Did you know that? Did you know that religion can become a distraction? It can keep you from, from doing what you're made to do. Because that, that's the thing is, is, is sometimes we let the thing we're supposed to do See the air quotes? Supposed to do? Keep us from doing the thing we were made to do. And that's what we're, we can anything can do that. But religion is very dangerous because it can do that because it not because we, we see the things we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, go to, we're supposed to go to church. We're supposed to do this, we're supposed to do that. And we get caught up in that instead of the things we were made to do. And let me, let me, let's let me explain that. But but um so th- this was a very common thing back in. Back in the back in the Bible, that that people, in fact, in the time when Jesus showed up, that that people would would ask, they would say, "Hey, hey, what, what? How do we, you know, we, our our religion, our law, has gotten so convoluted? So there's so much to it. Like, what is the thing we need to do? What is the what is the focus? What do we need to be paying attention to here?" So it's something that, that people ask again and again of Jesus. Like, hey, what, what do we need to focus on? What is the thing we need to do in order to, 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 to have eternal life? What's the thing we need to do? What, what, what is it? What is, how should we be living our life? What's the commandment we need to keep? And I want to go to a couple of those places where someone asked that of Jesus and see his response. And two of them real quick. And one of the one of them is, is a, a lawyer comes to him. And... Uh, and this lawyer comes and he and he says he says this he puts it, he says he puts him to the test puts Jesus to the test saying teacher what shall I do to inherit eternal life and Jesus says to him what is written in the law how do you read, how do you sum it up and the lawyer answers you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself and he said to him you have answered correctly do this and you he said that's it that's the focus that's you got the answer right and this guy. This guy had to, he couldn't just leave it alone. You know, he, he was that guy. You know, that guy you ever had a class with, where that guy he got one answer right, and so then he wants to you know, raise his hand and brown nose a little bit. That's, that's who this guy was, apparently. I don't have it here on the screen, but it's on the Sunday's page if you want to go and check it out later. The guy, the guy basically raised his hand again and says, Jesus, okay, I got one more question. I got the first question right. How about this one? And he says, he says Jesus, if we're supposed to love our, our, our neighbors, who's our neighbor? Who is that? What, what's a neighbor? And so Jesus tells a story to this guy. He tells a story about, about the Good Samaritan. And you, know the, you may not know the story, but you at least know that name. You know that the title, Good Samaritan. And it's a story about a, a guy, a Samaritan, who's going on, he's going on a trip. He's, he's going somewhere. He's got somewhere he's supposed to be. But he, on his way, he sees a guy in a ditch, a guy that's gotten beaten up and thrown in a ditch, and he's, he's struggling to, to live and he has, the Samaritan has some place he needs to go. But he stops and he takes a minute and he says, you know what, I, I can't do what I'm supposed to do today because I've got to do what I was made to do. He says, I've got to take, I've got to put that off for now, now because I've got some things I was made to do. And, and that's something that we need to see is that, that when we, we get so caught up in the things we're supposed to do, we're going to miss the things we were made to do. Um, in this story, there's also... We always talk about the Good Samaritan. We always hear about him, but there's also two other characters in this story. There's a, there's a priest and a Levite, and, and they, they come earlier in the story. They come and they walk right by the guy in the ditch, and they see him, and they just keep going because they've got places to go. They've got things to do, and they've got their, their job to do. They've got, they've got important things. They've got big things to do. And you know what? We can be like that sometimes because we've got big things that we think we need to do. You know, We've got to do the important things first, and then we'll get to that, if there's time, you know, when you go into work and and there's that one person, you know that they you can just glance at them across from across room and you know they've had a rough week, and you know that they need someone to talk to, and you're like I can't deal with that today. I gotta I gotta make a beeline. You know I gotta, I gotta maybe ask them, you know, because we can't because we're, we've got things we're supposed to do. You know, or maybe maybe you're at school and, and you know, you've got, you, you got your first class coming up and, and you're running to get there and you're trying to, to get everything done. But, but there's somebody that you know needs to hear about what God is doing in your life. But you know what? You've got to get that other stuff, that stuff you're supposed to. You've got to get that done first. And then you'll get around to the thing you were made to do. And the thing is, is when you do that, you never, you never get around to it. As long as it's not first priority, it, you're, there's no way you're ever going to get around to it. And so, so Jesus is saying, hey, if you want purpose, if you want a reason to live, if you want, want to know what it is you, you were made to do, this is it. It's to reach out to the guy in the ditch. It's to find the guy, the, the hurting, find the per- people that, that need the hope and the joy and the love that, that, that we have and share it with them. And the, here's the thing is, is that we pass by people all the time. We pass by folks all the time that need the hope and the love and the joy that we have, that Jesus has given us. We need to share it. He didn't give us so we can just bottle up. Hope. We need to share it, and we, we can't ever get around to it because we're always so busy doing the things we're supposed to do. We're so distracted doing the things we're supposed to do. And when we talk about purpose... Talk about your purpose, your life purpose. The thing we, we always want to talk about the big, the big picture. We talk about the five year plan. We want to talk about you know, you know where where are you going, what, what job, what career. Talk about your your school or the the, uh, the scholarship you need to get or those kind of things. And 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 I think God God is saying here is Jesus is saying here. He's saying like like. Don't worry about those things that you're supposed to do. Don't worry about those things, okay? Because those things don't matter, okay? Those things, if, if you do all those things, that's great. If you, if you succeed and you get all those big things checked off, that's great. But if you miss the thing you were made to do, what's the point? If you miss the thing that you're made to do, why, what, what good does the, other, the rest of it amount to? And, uh, and so we need to be careful that we don't focus on the things that we're supposed to do and just feel like we've accomplished something because we've done what we're supposed to do. But are we doing the things we were made to do? Are we being the light of the world that we're supposed to be? Are we being the hope that people around us need to see? And there's a second time I want to go to real quick, the second time where, where somebody asked Jesus this question. There's several other times, but this, this time there's a guy, and we call him the rich young ruler is what we call him. He's He's, what we know is he's rich, he's young, he's a ruler. He's, he's got money, he's got his life ahead of him, and he's got power, okay? So those are, those are three things he's got. And you know what? They're not bad things. Those aren't bad things to have. But if you don't use them in the right way, they can be. If, if you don't do the right things with them, they, they can be bad. So um, this, this, this ruler, he asked Jesus, he says, "'Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?' And Jesus said to him, you know the commandments. And then in verse 21, uh, the ruler says, all, all the commandments, I kept them, I've kept them. i kept all those from my youth. And when Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. He says, you've got distractions. You've got some distractions you need to get rid of. If you really want, if you really want to go all, you've got to get rid of distractions. If you really want to follow me. And so then he goes on, and it says that But when the rich young ruler, when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. And Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, how difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Now, when we hear that, we think, okay, I'm not rich, I'm not young, I'm not a ruler. So we think, that doesn't have anything to do with me, right? I'm, I'm off the chain for that one, off the hook. Uh, so what we have to do is, uh, what we're looking at here is when Jesus says the word wealth there, and I looked it up and went back to the Greek, uh, the way the Bible was originally written in Greek, uh, the New Testament, and went back and looked at those words, and the word for wealth there isn't just wealth, it just, it just means important things. It means he has a lot of important things, shiny things, expensive things. He just has, a, he's saying it's hard for people who have a lot of stuff. To inherit, to really follow Jesus, and so what he's saying, he's saying is, is just, how much stuff do you have? You know, is it? I was in youth ministry. I worked with youth for uh, about ten years, a little over ten years. And one of the things I always ask teenagers, you know, is I'd say, you know, if we got a moment, moment where I could, I would, I would always ask, you know, how's your relationship with Jesus? How's your relationship with Jesus going? And uh, it's a kind of an awkward question to ask sometimes but it's something that you need to ask at some points and now looking at this and I think you know what another great question could be to ask is how's your relationship with your stuff going how's your relationship with everything else going because if your stuff if all the things you have if that if you've prioritized that instead of him then you're you're never going to get it straight you know, we need to we need to ask like, well, how's our relationship with our stuff going? How's how's your relationship with your stuff going, this morning? How, how's it going? Um, because we need to look at that. Because if we don't, then uh, then then we, we we run the risk of focusing on on the reward and being distracted from the responsibility we've been given there, because. When we talk about the rich young ruler, when we talk about those good things that God gave him, God gave him money, God gave him life, God gave him power, we, we talk about good things. Those are good things that God gave him. And we have good things that God has given us. You have good things in your life that God's given you. I, I have good things. What, what, but what's the big thing? What's the big thing for you? If I ask you, what's the, what's the thing for you that you just couldn't imagine living without? What's the big thing? What you feel like is your most prized possession, it may be a, an object, it may be something that was handed down to you. It may be maybe a career your career, maybe a hobby, it may be a dream you have. It may be maybe a person. It may be a relationship you have. What's your big what's that big thing, that, that reward, that that blessing that God has given you in your life? Because, because that's, one of the, that's one of the most dangerous things in your life. You may say, so, well, no, that's, that's a good thing that God's given me. But it's dangerous because, could, because just like this guy, we can get so focused on that, we could never see ourselves letting it go. We can never let it go to truly, truly follow Jesus. And I know if, if I were to be honest with myself and ask myself, what's the most important thing in my life? What's that? And I would say, say that's my daughter. That's my relationship with my daughter. And, I would, I would, that, and that's a very precious thing to me. And, but you know what? I, if you focus on the wrong things and you get your, your mind focused on the wrong stuff and you get distracted, you get distracted by, by my relationship and having, trying to have fun, trying to make sure her life's easy, trying to make sure that she likes me, trying to make sure that, that everything's going good for her and not paying attention to trying to keep her focused, trying to keep her life without, free of distractions that don't need to be there. Try to keep her, her, her eyes on Jesus and help her follow him. That's something we pray every night. Is when we pray I, I, I with her before she goes to sleep, I, always, I have several times prayed with her about, said, Jesus, just help, help Macy learn to follow you one day. And she'll look up in middle of prayer and say, I don't want to follow him. And she doesn't understand what I she's like She do not want to go off somewhere. That's something I pray, and it's really easy to pray that prayer. It's really easy to say those things. But it's another thing to restructure your life and make sure that what you're doing isn't causing, causing what are, their trouble down the road. Now, whatever your thing is, whatever the thing is, your, your blessing, your whatever, whatever that is, you can't focus so hard on, that, on, on the reward that you miss the, the responsibility that God's given you there. God has entrusted you with that to 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 let you let you make it better. And so so always, always, maybe it's something that you do need to let go of. Maybe it is something you need to get rid of. But here's the thing is I'm not telling anybody this morning. I'm not tell, you know you read this and you think like you think, well, he's gonna he, he, we need to sell everything. That's not everyone what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we need to everybody needs to just go sell everything. But everyone here, everybody, all of us, we could all part with something. There's something that needs to be cut loose. There's something that we need to let go of, in order, not just to let it go, but to to not just free up time so we're, but but to follow God better, to to be able to do the thing we're made to do, and to truly be the light of this world. Um, and that's what Je- Jesus called called his disciples. He called them. He said, "You will be the." light. You know, we always think about the light of the world. We always think, "Oh, that's Jesus." He's but he, he called the disciples. He said, "You're the light of the world." Because he believes in us. And he believes we're supposed to be changing this world and we can do it. We we could. We saw all these things that, that God has promised, has given us, we could be doing it. But we can't do it if we're distracted. We can't do it if our mind is elsewhere. If we don't slow down and take the opportunity that we have. If we put it off to tomorrow again and again and again, and if we don't finally just say, hey, today's the day. I'm making the change. I'm 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 done and we really we re- get rid of the distractions. If it's your first time here, what we like to do at the end here is we like for, uh, to invite everybody to the front. And we going like to spend a, a moment of pray- a moment in prayer and worship here at closing. So if everybody would, if you feel comfortable, just go ahead and head this way. Everyone's invited to join us. If you need to pray this morning, our prayer team is up here for a reason. If you've got anything that you need to pray about, anything that's going on in your life, it could be something miles away from whatever what we talked about this morning, okay? But if you've got something that's important to you, it may seem little and, and silly to other people, but if it's important to you and we need to pray about it, I know it's important to God if it's important to you and it's important to us, and we want to pray with you, okay? So if you've got, if you've got anything... Don't feel, feel like you can't step forward if it's not something that really lines up with what we talked about this morning. If you've got something to pray about, please, these guys want to pray with you. So let them, let them do that this morning. But before we, before we uh, go on and pray, I want to share just a couple more things with you. And, and I want to just kind of wrap this up with this, with this quote from uh, John Ortberg. He said this, For most of us, the great danger is not that we will renounce our faith. It is that we will become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. We will just skim our lives instead of actually living them. That's the danger. That's the danger, not that we turn our lives and we run away from God, but that we, we get so busy, we get so distracted, we get so rushed that we never slow down long enough to actually just live our life, to live the life that he's called us to, to actually be the people that we're supposed to be. And that, that, that's something that, that the writer of Hebrews, we don't know who wrote Hebrews, but uh, I, I like. To, I think it's someone who's pretty smart because this is one of my favorite verses here. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. There's two things there. There's, the, there's, there's everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Okay, We like to talk about the sin, get rid of the sin in your life. You know, you need to do that. Need, that, that can be a distraction too. But there's also some stuff that's not a sin that's holding you back, that's hindering you, that's keeping you from running the race its keeping you from focusing on Jesus. So we need to let go of both of those things. We need to let go of the hindrances and the sin. So, so let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. We need to do that. We need to do that because, because there is something, like we like to say, there's something, there's something awesome that you were made to do. There's something awesome that Jesus has for you to do. But there's also some little things in your life that are going to distract you. There's little things that are trying to distract you all the time. And there's some big things. There's some big things like your job and your career and your education. Those things, those are big. Your family, those things, they can become a distraction. And you've got some good things, some great things in your life that God has blessed you with. Those can become a distraction. And they can all keep you from that awesome thing, that, that one thing that God made you for. And so I want to challenge all of us that, that I know we've all got something we can let go of. Like I said, we've all got something that we probably need to part with. And so I hope today is, as, before we leave, that, that you, you, you cut the cord, that you decide there's some things that you're, you're done with. Not because, it's sin, not because it's sin, but just because it's holding you back from doing the amazing, the awesome thing that you were made to do.